Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. And good afternoon. Uh, I'm Leon Davis. It is Saturday, March the 17th at 2 o'clock. And if you're not new to these parts, you know what time it is. So let's get it on. Well, thank you for joining me this afternoon. And this week has been an interesting and fun-filled week. Uh, earlier in the week, I was talking with a friend. And they were asking me how... I became Leon and one of the things that everybody has to do is take account of themselves and how they be, they're uh, responsible for the adult that they become the person that they are and their behavior and so I was just uh, explaining how I became Leon and what things influenced me and and what things that I did in particular to make my personality what it is I had a different show planned for the week and I was doing putting that together and I ran across two video clips and it brought back that conversation about what made me who I am and what I thought was important in being the kind of person who that I am and I'm going to share with you these clips in a minute and I'm going to talk a little bit about that but one of the things that we, I didn't mention at the time during that conversation was that one of the things I think is very important is that we are introspective, that we understand the person that we're presenting to other people, who we are, how, how we look to other people, how they interpret our behavior. And um, one of the things that I think is extremely important is to, to be consistent in your ideas and your um rules that you hold yourself to and you hold others to. So uh, one of the things that I, being a hypocrite is being um, in the news quite a bit lately. And um, I don't like being a hypocrite, but being not being a hypocrite, avoiding being a hypocrite takes an actually a lot of work because a lot of times things that we might want to hold others to, we don't want to hold ourselves to such as um, a lot of times people say don't, eat in my living room. They don't, don't eat on this particular piece of furniture. And then you may walk through and find that person eating on that furniture. Well, that's being a hypocrite. Um, though you may see it as it's my prerogative, The what you're saying basically is you're not able to do what I do. I'm going to hold you to a different standard than I'm going to hold myself to. And when you do that, other people see that and believe you're in not only are you inconsistent you're selfish and the things that you say you believe you don't really believe you don't support them so uh another example is a let's say a hammer and it's just a a tool to to build and work and so we say it's in order to be able to use a hammer you have to have these certain qualities and qualifications 
uh, and you have to use the hammer in a certain way. And so that's a, that becomes a standard and a norm. And um, so you're in a situation where maybe someone that you care about or someone that you are comfortable with and know really well, um, they're using a hammer in an unapproved way that we've all agreed is not useful or should not be done. Um, but you allow that. You allow that behavior, that person who to use the hammer in a way that it was not that that we as a group or as a society have chosen not to use the hammer. So you've decided that because it impacted you differently, that you should get some type of special treatment or some type of be able to skirt the rules or change things to fit what your needs are in spite of what we've all agreed to. And uh, there are many instances of it in society today where we have uh, politicians that talk about family values and yet are caught in compromising situations where uh, we talk about uh, certain laws like um, people getting special treatment from law enforcement or special treatment from uh, the court system because maybe they have a different station in life than someone else. But that does not help build uh, trust in society that that really hurts overall. And so these clips, I want you to keep in mind, they, when I picked the clips, it was because they were um, clear examples of the things that I'm talking about. Not because of who the people were. Uh, it was not intended to be a political discussion, um, uh, but it just so happens that the two people that I'm dealing with are um, television personalities that hold specific political viewpoints. Um, and uh, so I want to not look at that uh, uh, and just look at more of the behavior and the, the hypocrisy. I, I don't want to use hypocrisy just yet, but I'll use that in a second. So the first clip, I'm going to go ahead and, and get that started for you. So I just want you to pay attention. Now, the clips were a part of larger clips. These were clips from their shows. And I just took bits and pieces of it uh, to make my point. Now, I tried not to make the clips not reflect what the, the um, person who said it, uh, their point of view. I, I didn't try to skew things uh, in my favor to make just to make my point so so I tried to keep them in context and present them in such a way that they're they're just the words of the individual and then I can examine just the words of the individual and not make any kind of a point so the first one is um, Tucker Carlson from Fox News well, good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. If you've been watching TV today, you know that thousands of children walked out of school across America demanding the passage of new gun control laws as follows the mass shooting in Parkland, Florida, of course. You can guess about whether they know what they're saying or whether they really believe it. Some of them do. But you can be certain adults are behind it. And they are. Today's events were organized by the Women's March with the support of dozens of other groups from Michael Bloomberg's gun lobby to Planned Parenthood.
Okay, so Tucker goes on and he talks about them. The, the clip was probably about 12 minutes long, <clears throat> and I just took the small part of it. <clears throat> now, the uh, so there's more to that clip. I'm not going to particularly show that, but I will address that in just a little bit. Uh, the second was Laura Ingram, who um, is also on Fox News. One month after the high school shooting in Parkland, Florida, kids at more than 2,000 schools across the nation staged these walkouts. But don't be fooled into thinking this was some sort of organic outpouring of youthful rage. This was a totally choreographed event organized by a group called Empower. Okay, and the, the group's name was Empower. Um, and <clears throat> so she talked about both of them talked about the um, um, protests that were recently held in the news. Now, um, Tucker Carlson's show airs at 8 p.m. Laura Ingram's show uh, airs at 9 p.m., same network. And I don't know if you noticed, um, let, me, let me run her... Well, there was a lack of consistency in the groups that they accused of orchestrating the walkout by the students. And it's to my understanding that the students orchestrated, they put to, put together this protest of their own volition, and they may have been aided by adults, but it was not supposedly um, the impotence of the adults' actions that caused this walkout. So I'm going to give you a second clip from Laura, and actually I've got three clips, and then the the third clip I'm, I'm, is when I'll just do more analysis for you. Like there's nothing worse than people who use their kids to advance a political agenda. Like many school districts, teachers, administrators, and local politicians supported this walkout. Okay, and so her. <clears throat> Her thing was, she hates the idea that people use children as political pawns. And this is her last clip. Politicking. A few administrators and teachers actually had, I think, a better idea, like the ones who called into my radio show this morning. As a conservative social studies teacher, I had mixed emotions about the walkouts today, um, but I did make time at the end of the period for those students that walked out to kind of air their opinions, and we had a really good dialogue. Uh, I was really surprised to find out that they understand that it's more than just gun control. It's more the mental health, um, parents needing to be present in their kids' lives and to address the issues of bullying. Our struggling public schools did have their walkouts, um, but our parochial school teachers worked with the students and put together a pro program of a walk-in, and they went into the churches and auditoriums and recognized um, the victims with, with prayer. Okay. So, um, as I said, the initial protest was, was started by the students and may have been supported by the adults, but it was supposedly the students' idea. Now, if you listen to the callers on Ingram's show, because she has, has a radio show, and so the callers were from her radio show, and she played them on her uh, news or television show. And you can't call it news because it's a it's a um, 
commentary show. It's intended to be her opinion and her ideas and not news. Uh, but if you listen to the callers, the, they talk about teachers leading the activities which Ingram and Carlson were supposedly against. Now, Ingram was actually almost giddy when she introduced her callers. And um, I'm going to replay the, the clip, the last clip, and I want you to pay attention to uh, get her reaction before she talks about, introduces the clips, watch her face, and then pay particular attention to the second caller and what they talk about. Politicking, a few administrators and teachers actually had, I think, a better idea, like the ones who called into my radio show this morning. As a conservative social studies teacher, I had mixed emotions about the walkouts today, um, but I did make time at the end of the period for those students that walked out to kind of air their opinions, and we had a really good dialogue. Uh, I was really surprised to find out that they understand that it's more than just gun control. It's more the mental health, um, parents needing to be present in their kids' lives and to address the issues of bullying. Our struggling public schools did have their walkouts, um, but our parochial school teachers worked with the students and put together a pro program of a walk-in. And they went into the churches and auditoriums and recognized um, the victims with, with prayer. I really like that. Okay. So the the second caller talked about how the public schools uh, went into the protest and participated in the protest while the parochial schools uh, chose a different path with the help of teachers. So I took parts of the uh, clip, of course, it was, I think it was 10 minutes long uh, from her show. Um, and so she goes on after the clips that I used, after she says, uh, uh, she likes that. And she talks about uh, giving facts about the, the failing school system in America and how children um, should be uh, uh, spending their time uh, learning. Now, she just championed prayer and quiet reflection by students and teachers. And uh, the definition of a political issue simply is an issue that is taken up by politics. It is decided by politics. And religion, in case she didn't know, I'm sure you do, that religion in schools, prayer, is an issue which is a political issue. Now, she refers to prayer and uh, religion Indirectly, she doesn't say anything about it, but she chose those two particular clips for a particular reason. And they reflected, if you've watched any Laura Ingham, they've reflected her views overall. So she's taking this opportunity where children are talking about um, their safety in their schools. They're speaking up about that. And she's using that for political gain. But yes, she berates anyone on an opposing political view as something she absolutely hates when they use kids uh, 
to push a political agenda, which is actually what she's doing. Now, I don't know if she um, realizes that that's exactly what she's doing, but she is responsible for her behavior, whether she is intending to do that or not. If she is responsible as an adult to understand how her behavior reflects uh, to other people. So if she's supporting an issue, if she's saying people should not be able to use or should not use children as political pawns, then if she really believes that, she can't use children as political pawns. And that's exactly what she did. Um, I'm not, take, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not uh, pushing back against her because of her particular views. It has nothing to do with politics. It is, if you are not sincere, or if you are sincere about something you have to hold yourself to the same standard that you hold other people if you do not hold other people to the exact same standard or if you do not hold yourself to the exact same standard that you hold other people you have to lose credibility you have to lose some authority to make those um, accusations or to try to influence the conversation or behave people's behavior because you're not consistently applying the rules. And this happens all the time. Um, and it happens in very subtle ways. And Tucker Carlson's was a lot more subtle and, and more insidious. And I'll get to that in a second, but they have to hold, if they want to be, ta I think if they should, I think if they want to be taken seriously and, um, and they want to be help build a better society, they can't do things in such a way that, that they're saying to people, it's okay for me to do it. It's just not okay for you to do it because what makes it right for you and not right for someone else? So as, as I, uh, as I said, I'm, I, it wasn't, I wasn't intending to make it a political issue. Um, Tucker Carlson's um, uh, behavior was a bit more nefarious in the sense that um, he was trying to push his political agenda using the children as leverage while saying that people that don't agree with his political views were also doing that. So two wrongs never make a right. We've learned that, we should have learned that anyway, from a long time ago. But uh, these two uh, ex exemplified the kind of behavior that I think we as a society and we as adults should not tolerate. They have a platform that a lot of people don't have. They have an opportunity, they're in front of cameras and they're, they're in front of a lot of eyes and their behavior is, is, is broadcast to a lot of people. And if, if our young people see that there are no consequences for 
behavior that's inconsistent, that I don't have to follow the rules or I don't have to. And there, and these are avoiding being a hypocrite is not a political rule. It is not a, um, uh, it is not passed by law. It is not codified in law. It is not enforceable by uh, police or any kind of, uh, of, of authority or agency. It is a moral law. If you want to be taken seriously as uh, a thinking person, someone that's that should be in policy making, that should be in uh, creating a better society, having uh, uh, an outsized voice, being heard over the other voices, because there's 300 billion, 300 million people, sorry, uh, 300 million people in the United States. Why should your voice be any louder than anybody else's, especially if you're only going to do things that benefit you and the people that you care about? So there should be some consequences for behavior when you some journalists if they lie there is no well the only law against that is if you're in a legal setting if you're in a courtroom but if you if you present false information it's it hurts your credibility it makes it difficult for you to get maybe a, a different job or work for some agencies. And hypocrisy should also have the same weight because it also has the same impact. If I give you a mistruth, if I tell you a lie, knowingly telling you a lie, whether knowingly or not telling you a lie, it can cause you to make bad decisions. The people in front of the cameras that speak to thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people have a responsibility to present the best that we as a society have to offer to try to build and maintain a better society so that we are making better decisions. But if we validate hypocrisy and we say that it's okay, that you can be a hypocrite, you can perform in this way, keep your job, and never have and never be uh, admonished. Never had your hand slapped. Never told, do the right thing. Then becoming an adult means nothing. There's we don't. You can do whatever. There's no rules. There's no other than what um, can be enforced by law. So as as long as as long as you don't break into someone's home and steal things, you can lie, you can cheat, you can do whatever, and there's no there's no retribution. So you don't have any reason to develop being a better human being. You have no reason to develop um, um, quality uh, behavior. Now, unless you inside are that kind of a person that you want to be the best person 
that you can be. You want to present the best you that you can present. You want to participate in a society with others that are the best that they can be, to strive to be better people, strive to be good-hearted, strive to love one another, and all of those things that we call virtues, to be a virtuous person, to be an honorable individual. If you've been, if it's been pointed out to you that you were hypocritical, you have a responsibility to yourself, to your neighbors, to the people you care about, to the people you don't even know, to do something about that and ensure that what you're presenting is the best you that you can present. And it's going to be a struggle all the time because there is always going to be someone who hasn't learned that yet, who, how can you say to someone, stop being a hypocrite when you practice hypocrisy? So it's not a, a political thing. It's not um, a right thing. Uh, you know, politic, political right is not a political left. It is a, it is a human thing. It is building a better society. And part of what I wanted to achieve was building a better society. I want to thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. I'm going to cut it a little short today, but um, keep in mind, uh, I do have a, a radio station that's going to be coming up soon. I'm going to add that as a bunch of the, uh, the things that I'm trying to accomplish at the same time. Uh, so be looking out for that, and I'll make an announcement when it's it's actually un available now. It's an internet radio station, but it's not at a point where I'm presenting it to the world. I'm just kind of letting it out there that it, it's going to, I'm going to be developing it more and more. So uh, stay tuned for that. And um, I will be back next week. And I want to thank you very much for taking the time to join me this afternoon. Uh, you can listen to this podcast again uh, right on uh, um, my YouTube channel. And the audio podcast is available at Stitcher.com, Podcast.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google, Google Music Play Store. The Internet is powered by your likes and shares and comments. Please like and share this episode where you find it and consider leaving a comment because it matters. As always, be cool, be calm, but above all, be careful. And look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you. <laughs>